this is Cinematic Suffering with your hosts, Clay Hintz and Jason Thomas. Life is pain, and so are bad horror movies. All right, uh, we are back with another episode of Cinematic Suffering. This is episode three. Three. This is a very special episode. because yes, we, we were looking very much forward to reviewing and looking at this movie. Uh, this is these are complete lies. Of course, we were not looking forward to seeing this movie. Uh, I felt a, an unnecessary amount of uh, trepidation about this movie for some weird reason. I was worried that if I didn't like it, that I'd be somehow as considered xenophobic, which you know, <laughs> always a concern. Right? Yeah, or that we just didn't get it uh, because of the cultural difference between the, uh, the movies. But um. But before we get into that, uh, this is Cinematic Suffering, and this is a podcast where we are going through A through Z and Netflix horror, and we're watching every movie from A through Z, and we, we're not going to skip over anything. Uh, we don't take requests unless your request is in the is in the queue. Like, if you want us to watch, you know, The Void, you know, you're going to have to wait until we get to the Vs to see this. Um, so this is, we, we have no choice on what we're going to watch. We have to watch everything A through Z in order. Yes, otherwise it wouldn't be called cinematic suffering. It'd be called cinematic doing whatever the hell you want. Right, and we are doing this especially we are doing this especially because we like to cause, you know, we're very masochistic. Yes. Kind of yes. Thing. So what what movie are we looking at that we've been talking and building up? Today is the 2008 film uh, from India called 1920. It was directed by Vikram Brat, starring Rajneesh Dugal, Ada Sharma, and Raj Zuchi. And I hope I got those names, pronounced them correctly. Um, so the cast is filled with supporting characters, but our three main characters that we're going to be focusing on uh, are is Arjun and Lisa. They're the, the romantic couple, and Father Thomas plays the uh, helpful priest in this film. Right. And I, I like. We should also go back and mention that I am Jason, and you are. I am Clay. Yeah. So we're, we're still getting the, getting this introduction thing down. We'll uh, get eventually. Yeah, eventually. So we we have nineteen twenty here. This is a movie that I don't know why it was called nineteen twenty because it, it's. I'm still trying to figure out why it's called nineteen twenty. It, it looks like it was maybe. F it was called nineteen twenty, uh, but looks like it was filmed in nineteen seventy, <laughs> and it came out in two thousand eight. Yes, it's uh, I uh, looking ahead um, in our alphabetical uh, premise here. There are two Indian movies in a row, and both of them are named 1920. So that immediately got me thinking. There's got to be something historically that I'm not aware of. So, turns out 1920 was a pretty uh, problematic time for a lot of Indians. The British were being poor uh, house guests and just helping themselves to whatever they wanted. I think they wanted warm places to vacation and nice exotic meals to go out to uh, bangers and mash wasn't doing it for the brits anymore so that's kind of the historical context that this movie is in yeah i guess uh, you're right that this was a time 1920 was a time of great upheaval i guess in the uh, uh, the country of india and uh, the land of india yes yeah and uh, the british colonies were eventually being uh, 
relinquished to their native governments again, and I think this was around that time. But yeah, and that, pl- that definitely it. plays into the film. I, I didn't do a hell of a lot of research myself, but I, <laughs> what I what I did look up on Wikipedia showed that you know uh, that Gandhi guy had a whole thing about it. So it was. <laughs> I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yes, yes, I've heard of that guy. He's, I I think they base Yoda on him in the Star Wars movies, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the. There, there was a. It was that plays into the movie, which I was, I was happy about, and I, I'm sure we'll get into that. But, yeah, uh, and this is a, again, we, we, we loaded this up with some trepidation, and oh, you know, it's two hours and what twenty minutes long. It was long. It, it was, was a, yeah, it was a long one, and uh, you know, I'm not familiar with Bollywood movies, and this was one I was just like, oh, you know, I was kind of, kind of dreading. I said, you know, I was gonna, I'm gonna break it up. You know, I'll watch thirty minutes here and thirty minutes there, and then by the time we do this. This episode, uh, I'll have finished up with it and uh, eventually have yeah. everything that we need to do. But I found myself sitting through an entire hour before I had to go do other stuff, and it passed by relatively quickly. In fact, uh, by the time I, I'd finished up my out al- the hour I kind of put into this, I kind of wanted to sit around and watch more. Um, yeah, and I, I had a similar kind of um, experience with it, and uh, my very limited exposure to Bollywood, if for lack of a better word, is when I go to the Indian restaurant to pick up some food, and whatever they're playing on TV usually has me transfixed, and and I figured, okay, we're going to see that in relationship to a horror movie. I, I'd seen a ring knockoff that, that came out of India, and I could tell that all the actors were just biting their bodies lips to prevent themselves from singing and dancing <laughs> it's just in their cultural dna i i'm gonna have to break into song at some point <laughs> and there are there are other knockoffs that come from india that are kind of kind of take po- more popularized western films and uh, make it yeah. their own and uh, from what i've seen on youtube and they're not exactly the best well-made uh, endeavors indian thriller comes to mind Yes, Indian thriller is always a classic. Uh, I can also say that there is like an Indian Star Wars. There's an Indian uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I believe. Really? Oh, yeah. that's the, oh god! I wish it was on the list. I hope it's on the list. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can we could go down and research that actually. Yes, yes, we'll look ahead. So anyway, let's uh, let's jump into the to the plot of this thing. Our, uh, the movie begins with this approach that that immediately reminded me of gothic movies like and, and books like Dracula. Like that whole approach, you you see a middle aged architect, and he's going to this hotel with the intention of well, tearing it down or I'm sorry, it's a yeah, mansion and right. they're going to make it into a motel yeah. or hotel. Yeah. And th- that's, I got the same, uh, same kind of visual clues. Uh, there's a cloudy atmosphere. There's foreboding uh, kind of, you know, the, the, the Wagoneer was cloaked, you know, and you couldn't see his face. And this black carriage pulls up to this mansion and the architect gets out and, yeah, for some reason the 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 caretaker of the not the caretaker. I, I don't, I'm hard to place because there's a caretaker. His name is Batuan. Batuan, yeah. But I'm thinking of the guy who kind of who doesn't live there, but he kind of does all the financial stuff, but he doesn't actually own the mansion. Yeah, there's again, there's a lot of uh, kind of side characters here, ancillary characters, and and I didn't bother to kind of uh, jot his name down to memory. He's uh, there's there's the the housekeeper. What that was Batron? Uh, Batwan, yeah. 
Batuan, and then this other dude that was kind of like his boss, the the that used to be the guy that reported to the dude that owned it or something. I don't know. That's I, I tried to focus on our our three lead characters. Yeah, and I, I don't want to dig too much into the weeds here because it is a two hour film, and I don't oh, I don't think yeah, we do a lot here. Yeah, too. we don't want to go for a two hour podcast here, but God, the, I only bring it up just because. I always wonder. It's like there's this beautiful mansion here. It's multi-room. the 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 square space is amazing. And I kept thinking, why do you want to tear down this mansion? Why don't if you want to start a hotel, just renovate it? You know, right? Maybe you know, split a couple rooms. You can. Why would you start from scratch? I kind of thought the same thing. Let's just ruin all of the historical significance of this building. This is gorgeous building. You can tell it's it's. It, been around forever so yeah. but that that was the intention that they're gonna uh tear it down so this uh uh ba- bashi i think his name is the the architect i wrote it down somewhere but yeah, um sure. he is quickly dispatched he's kind of like the pre-credits victim it, it doesn't take long before the ghosts inside this mansion this mansion uh exerts itself as being haunted pretty quickly and it claims its first victim in our architect and the first architect that we meet and that was uh something that again pleasantly surprised me because they started off with a good stinger at the beginning you know the the you know that's going to pull you in you got a little you got something mysterious you kind of get a a gist of what the plot's going to be but not the entire thing yeah and and, uh, they it it pulled me out i was like oh cool uh, granted it was the cheesy death that happened uh, his leg gets stuck in the staircase for some reason. <laughs> yeah, there's a rotten step, and he his leg goes through it, and then uh, the this stained glass window explodes and showers him with shards of of glass. So, and and then uh, the housekeeper comes and find is horrified to find this guy dead on the stairwell. So that's how our movie starts. Right, and the. the- this is actually the second time from what what is explained later. So this is the second architect to come into this house and die. <laughs> and Batuan, the housekeeper, caretaker, comes in there with his tea tray loaded up and sees the dead body and and drops the tea tray. I was like, come yeah. on, Batuan, you were totally expecting that. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. You, I'm sure that this is not the first haunting that you've seen in this Scooby-Doo-ass house that you live in. <laughs> Yeah, that that's we cut from the murder, well, the whatever you call House it, murder. the ghost murder, the yeah. the architect, and then we cut to our leading man, Arjan. Which this this is when you start to feel like you're creeping into the weird otherworldliness of an Indian movie. Our our hero is this guy that's just you know annoyingly handsome, shirtless, walking around <laughs> this beautiful Indian landscape. Eating coconut and just feeding it to ladies that he knows in the village is just shoving his fingers, his <laughs> coconut fingers into their mouth. I'm like, that must be a cultural thing, too, because I would get arrested immediately for that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a, and he's speaking, a, a, I guess, a Hindu prayer. I didn't read up too much on it, but he's speaking it very fast. And this movie was not dubbed in English, unfortunately. No. And the subtitles are flying by at a lightning speed. <laughs> And I guess uh, I guess it didn't really matter, because, but I was trying to because it seemed like a very interesting story of these gods and yeah, it was it, it, it I couldn't I couldn't take in any of it. He was definitely reciting some kind of prayer. I guess in our context, it would be kind of like the Lord's Prayer or something like that. Right. It was uh, it was some kind of mantra that he was 
that he was speaking. But it, you, you get this nice little uh, walk-in of him uh, establishing him, and then you meet his uh, his fiance Lisa. Yeah, uh, Lisa is wow. She is a beautiful woman. I can tell you that. Oh yeah. Uh, they 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 definitely got some beautiful people to p- play the main characters in this movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a pretty common thing with with Bollywood features. I remember I was talking to this Indian guy that I knew one time, and I said, "Oh, you know, my only frame of reference is what I see in the Indian restaurant, so I'm pretty ugly American about it." But I said, uh, "Yeah, man, uh, uh, Indian women are beautiful," and he said. Well, yeah, the beautiful ones are. And I was like, okay, well, the ones in the movies and on the videos are beautiful. And he was like, yeah, no shit. I'm like, all right, I guess so much for cultural outreach. Dude, huh? <laughs> well, I, he, he has a point because you, you yeah. rarely see ugly people in Western films as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, what was the first time we saw Lisa? Was it? Uh... Wasn't she in Arjun's office? I remember them having some kind of conversation in the beginning of the of the movie. They're They're talking about eloping or or something that's right yeah so uh, lisa is the daughter of a british uh, i guess soldier who had relations with her mother who was a native indian woman and she was born out of it and i think it basically just established her as a, a as a bastard pretty much uh, yeah that that's an issue with the locals and also i think she's a christian or an atheist or something that doesn't jive with their local religion she, so she's got two strikes against her when it comes to arjan's family so they uh set it up in very kind of soap opera-y terms that they're these un, these two lovers that can't kind of get either family to to agree to this union so they're going to elope yeah, and elope they do try to do, uh, but when when they they drive off in what you think will be the sunset, uh, th- their car is stopped in the middle of the road, and it turns out to be Arjun's father and uncle plus a bunch of thugs waiting for them. It looks like it, yeah, it looks like a whole bunch of yogis pile out of this uh, old style car, clown style, <laughs> and they've all got truncheons getting ready to beat his kidneys into paste <laughs> over this union. It's his brother and his uh, father are part of the gang. Yeah, and uh, I this is the part I, I was starting to get a little bit confused on because uh, they just set the they, they pull him out of the car. She decides just to sit there while they. <laughs> douse it with gas and light it on fire they tie her it's a real quick it's oh, real right. quick they but they up. they tie her wrists to the the uh steering wheel and then they set the car on fire and you're just sitting there going oh my god <laughs> can't you just take them off the evite list for family dinners why do you gotta burn her alive <laughs> the so they try to burn her alive and i i Arjun, there's a fight scene almost immediately. Arjun's like beating, not beating off these guys. That sounds weird, but he's <laughs> he's fighting these gentlemen, uh, and you know fists are punching and people are flying and they they try to get their hands on Arjun. And he tries to get he's Lisa, Lisa, and she, you can see her face. She's oh swooning back and forth <laughs> about to burn up an obvious dummy in the seat when he rescues her out of there you can see it's like a store mannequin which you know of course we don't want our actor to, to burn up but no 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 and uh she, he, he rescues her puts her against the wall and then uh, yells at his father and says uh i reject your religion and i reject all religions or whatever I, I immediately turns into an atheist because of this yeah 
because it's yeah this this religion is is a big sticking point <laughs> this religion almost got my wife my future wife burnt to a crisp in front of my eyes i'm not I'm done with your holy books exactly and it, I, it they wanted him to have a higher cast wife and in their uh, what i assume is their cast and even though that stuff technically wasn't supposed to be around in 1920 it still kind of exists even today and then yeah, you see a lot of, of social hierarchy in this movie. Right. And so we Arjun rejects that, and they eventually escape with their lives, and they, they go and elope. Yep, they elope to their uh, to the haunted mansion that we're going to spend most of the rest of the movie in. They they get in there. It's been established very early on that it's haunted, and uh, we, <laughs> we get this adorably cheesy moving in montage that yes. was one step away from an '80s comedy. I, I expected them to be painting the walls and playfully, uh, you know, dabbing paint on each other's nose, <laughs> feeding each other uh, chocolate bonbons. Is all of the '80s stereotypes? They they have a, a <laughs> A, a fun moment there yeah and it was completely i mean it, it took about five minutes because they they play every song that are over these video montage I, I just started calling video montages because <laughs> the, it had to be the entire song not partial parts of it i mean you just you had to see them go okay we realize they're happy they're happy okay i'm you know 10 seconds in i was like okay i realize they're very happy together but you know three or four minutes later you're still in this montage. And... <laughs> They're just deliriously happy with one another. And that's what's funny about this movie, and I'm sure a lot of movies like it, is that if you came in during that scene, you'd think that you were just watching the Indian equivalent of MTV because it's just this full fully realized music video that's just been compartmentalized within this movie. It still fits into the context, but it's... yeah. <laughs> Debatable that we need to spend this much time with them uh, palling around and painting the house. Yeah, and I think that was a big problem with the majority of this movie was there's a lot of padding. There's a lot of unnecessary things that were going on that we didn't really need to know about. No, and, it doesn't doesn't advance the plot and, and only serves to give us a song and dance number that is just head scratching to, <laughs> yeah. to anyone <laughs> that's not from there and it was yeah but i mean the, the it, not only that part that was coming up but another part you know where they they really take us back to like 1857 and well i mean we'll get there when we get there but it's <laughs> it just starts going really off the rails Oh, it yeah, it's the, the you can hear the needle skidding across the record, but um, they so they're moved in and uh, things seem to be going more or less uh, okay, and and we uh, realize that Arjun is an architect. What a coincidence! Yes, yes, they they took a while to get us there, but he is what the third architect that's that's made an attempt to tear this place down and build up a hotel where it stood. Right, because again, I don't get it. Yeah, the, near the beginning, you, you, I think they mentioned that one architect had already been there and got killed, and then we saw the second architect get killed, and then they've invited a third architect. <laughs> this house has a history of just eating architects. This house has a very, very big grudge. Uh, it's... Doesn't want to get demolished, as, as most haunted houses are. No, and, and, you know what? and you know what? It's, you know, the house shouldn't blame the architect. No. The, house, the house should be blaming the the financier that always <laughs> comes to the house. He doesn't stay there, but the archi- the house should say, okay, once this stupid financier, financier comes back to the house, I'm going to fucking kill him. Yes, but the know, house doesn't do that. And I kept screaming at the house, do something. 
<laughs> kill, kill, kill the head and the body will fall. That, <laughs> that dude keeps feeding you architects. <laughs> uh, so we, we realized that Arjun is an architect and he gets the amazing call that, hey, this uh, mansion, would the, these, this guy owns a mansion or is the financier or the backer of the mansion and says, hey, we'd like you to come and tear this mansion down and build an exotic hotel here. Yes, yes. So he's he immediately gets to work doing that. And we find, which fascinated me, we find our, uh, our first, uh, probably more than our first, but we find a major uh, horror movie cliche, and that's the locked impenetrable door. He's oh. like, I can't get into this damn door. And I immediately thought of 13 Cameras, completely different movie, completely <laughs> different culture, but they both have locked doors that we can't get in. I, and I'm, I'm fascinated by this because this I've never noticed this this cliche before. Yeah, the and this might be something we'll be noticing throughout. So we maybe should we you should keep t- tally on how many movies have the locked door horror movie cliche in it. Oh, I'm turning it into a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a door that when you, they they pull on the the doorknob the the doors are very flimsy. <laughs> you can see them. <laughs> and you know they're they're going to tear it down anyways. You might as well just you know break in, but of course that that doesn't happen. Put your shoulder into it. Yeah. So <laughs> that. That little MacGuffin is established pretty quick, and I think that that is – if I get the uh, timing right, in that – like that evening, I think that Lisa has some kind of dream or she's yes. just – some waking dream where she just walks into the to that locked room unfettered. So we get a look inside the locked room almost immediately. Um, I don't think that happens immediately. I know she wakes up in the middle of the night. She hears a creaking door. The door to her bedroom is creaking open, and she hears the cry of a, a man. Whoa! It's a melodic <laughs> cry. Whoa! And uh, she's drawn to it. She goes through a long, cool shot of a hallway with billowy white curtains, and a face or body kind of moves through the curtains. But as Lisa turns to ah, see yeah. behind her, the, the face and body are, are gone. But she moves up the stairs towards the cries, and uh, I kept thinking, careful of those steps, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) I know they've just been replaced, but who knows? Probably just that one that was cracked that was replaced. There's probably other ones. (laughs) The termites uh, centered on that one step. That's the (laughs) one that they needed to to get at. But, um, you know, and I might be messing up the continuity here a little bit, but I I believe she gets a peek inside that room. And the the two main things that you see are a big painting of a beautiful Indian lady, um, you know, in this pretty red dress kind of thing, you know, like the the very kind of, you know, indicative of that time frame and, and of India. And there's a big piano and she starts to play the piano. Yeah. And I, 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 she wasn't playing that dun 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 dun. No, that was something else. That was something. Else. That was later. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Because you remember, there's a record player that she puts on or something, and it goes dun 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 dun. Every time that plays, I'm like, nobody's home. <laughs> nobody's home. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, a blast from the past. And this, I mentioned it at the beginning, possibly this was made in 20, 2008, and it looks like some of this was filmed with film, like a thirty-five millimeter, and other parts it looked like it was filmed with digital, uh, because there are some HD camera shots, and then so, then we get the graininess. Yeah, it's real inconsistent. Like yeah. it's, I, I thought that I was having a stroke for a second, because like, it's like, <laughs> oh wow, my. <laughs> yeah, there was there was blurry parts. The there, and I don't know if this was a stylistic choice on the filmmakers. Uh, I just thought it was 
kind of odd. You know, maybe that was their stuff. Yeah. Seems like in, in any context, it was a mistake. That's yeah. kind of how I saw it. Uh, so we uh, we realized that the the woman in the painting you mentioned is Gayatri, and because the record player that I told you was like nobody's home, nobody's home, <laughs> she starts listening into the big sound thing, and you hear Lisa, Lisa, and Lisa starts turning into Gayatri, Gayatri. So we realize that. Well, she realizes, Lisa realizes, that the girl in the picture is this person named Gayatri. Yes. Um, and uh, this, and so she tells her, her husband, and this is, this is one part of the movie that I really give it kudos for. When she, she tells Arjun that she had this spectral encounter, he doesn't condescendingly pat her head and say, you must have just been dreaming or, or that kind of thing. He actually kind of listens to his wife. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this is... This is totally opposite of the norm of horror movies. At this point in any kind of horror movie that I'm used to, you, the husband is a total ass clown about it. Yeah, it's, disbelieving. He doesn't. He doesn't believe his crazy wife, or it could, or vice versa. The wife doesn't believe the husband. Although that's rare. Yeah, you know, it's it, always the hysterical wife is this this infuriating cliche that you get in most horror movies. Right, exactly, and that, and I think that's uh, the, that's indicative of the relation the relationship between Arjun and Lisa throughout the entire film. There is no real conflict between them, other than Lisa wants to make sure that Arjun is happy. Yeah, like their 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 relationship was actually nice. Like it could have been it could have been overdone. It could have been especially for a, a Bollywood movie like that it could have been schmaltzy and just way too sugary but no they 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 seem to have it together they're they they should get married they've got a pretty good union so lisa takes a walk into the neighborhood and runs across the local priest uh, of the local catholic church yes father thomas so father thomas you know they have a nice little conversation and she mentions the house and wants him to come over and uh, look at it or inspect (laughs) it Debug it, really. Yeah, debug it. <laughs> Get a feel for it. So the Father Thomas comes over the house. He he throws down some holy water, and of course the holy water burns the floor. It's a cross. Yeah, it bubbles in the shape of an inverted cross. So he knows that he's got a serious, uh, you know, he's got a problem that transcends uh, termites in the walls. <laughs> this place is eaten up with specters. Uh, so Father Tom, and I think during this time Arjun is out of town. He's doing business somewhere. They don't really explain where he goes to, and so it's really just Lisa and the house by herself with the weird uh, Batuan who kind of gives some background too about the house. Not that much. He doesn't give up too much. Yeah, and, he's not. He's not coughing up too much because he's complicit in all these dead architects. Right. Exactly. And so we. The the priest goes back and talks to another priest. So into this other priest who looks like he kind of looks like Raul Julia's slow cousin. <laughs> he, I, I swear he looked like Raul Julia, but there's just some fe- features that were a little bit off. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh, poor Raul Julia. Too bad that last Street Fighter film he was in. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a mess. It's, it's a shame to go out on Street Fighter as uh, <laughs> as Bison. Yeah. Uh, that. Again, that was funny. He looked he looked more Hispanic than Indian to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so they discuss about the a possible doing a possible exorcism. The other priest says, "Oh, well, you're gonna have to get approval from this person and this person. You have to get proof." And uh, that's mired in the bureaucracy of the Catholic. Are they Catholics? That's what I'm assuming that they're Catholics, um, uh, or at least a branch of the Catholics, maybe Jesuits it- or something. 
it's a weird thing to fixate on, but the his collar, the little white part of his collar was way too wide. Like I, <laughs> I saw that too, yes. <laughs> I fixated on that damn thing the entire goddamn time like, I saw. He shoved a whole napkin in the in the in his neckline there. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember when so did the both priests go to the house, right? They go or, to the house and they see one of my many favorite parts in the movie. They see a bloody goat's head painted on the wall, and I the, it, it looks like something out of like a nineteen nineties black metal album. Like I thought, like <laughs> okay, either this place is infested with demons, or you've got a bunch of black metal guys in corpse paint living in the drywall. You <laughs> 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 need to exterminate these cats. They're, gotta, they're having band practice in there. You're never gonna be. <laughs> free of symphonic death metal so yeah i thought that was kind of a cool part the the goat was not the average looking goat you would see like the goat of mendez or whatever that's the inverted satanic one it's like this no, cool he had looking floppy ears yeah of uh instead of the horns yeah it was it was neat it was an uh, there's another neat kind of like cultural difference so you could still tell it was evil but and then around the one hour and five mark, we uh, Arjun goes out with, I guess, the financier of the house uh, to talk with him, and they invite him out for a good time with other architects or whoever. And <laughs> you know this, those architects are always partying. Yeah, and this looked like a raging party that was starting up, and this is where we get our musical number that I thought was going to be avoided in the whole entire film. Up to nope. this point, I was like, oh, this is, you know, they're t- taking things kind of seriously, but other than the kind of cheesy montage videos. and But nope, nope, boy, we get a full-fledged uh, music, singing, and dancing number, and it was uh, yeah. fascinating. It just, it, just <laughs> it just manifests itself out of the woodwork. We have pretty, pretty girls with, uh, you know, like their, their bare mid-riffs doing belly dancing moves, and we get a full number. We get a full video. A full it, video I didn't yeah. time it, but it had to have been about a three-minute song, just a typical kind of song that you're – you hear when you go and get Indian takeout. It's it's it was that video. Like if you walked in on it at that moment, it'd be like, all right, I'm just watching Indian uh, MTV. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and this is uh, where I thought there was going to be like a point of contention in the film because I thought, oh, this it looked like the Indian lead vocalist, the the woman who was you know the obvious lead of the that song and dance number was going to try to seduce Arjun. You know, that's what the it's chiquita se- lady, <laughs> yeah, the banana lady, and she was coming up, you know, and. Dancing dancing sexily near him and i thought oh is she going to tempt him to cheating and we're going to see like maybe arjun fucks up and yeah uh, sleeps but no pretty much near the end of the song he just gets up and leaves yeah he's like oh that's nice he's like i guess lisa probably breaks that man in half he's like i'm not gonna fuck this up i'm gonna go home and she's gonna milk me like a goat it's gonna be good (laughs) And Lisa is at home by herself yet yet again, and she is assaulted by the the entity that resides in the house. And I thought this was kind of a cool effect. The the sheets are pulled off her bed. The she's kind of pinned to the bed, and you see uh, around her throat uh, handprints choking her. Yeah, and I thought, it was- wow, this is really cool how they did this effect. It was it was it was impactful. Like this this specter that we can't see just drags her down the hallway by her feet into this dark into that same room that same room that that, that had been previously locked. Yeah. And then the doors just closed. So it was in a way it was almost a more disturbing kind of violation than even 
you know, like the Evil Dead movies in a way. Like those were were obvious. You got a vine and it's going someplace <laughs> that would be very uncomfortable. But this, it was like you know, it just you can tell that the theme of violation, the same thing that they it is this movie is obviously uh, a take on the exorcism. It was right. a very different movie, but uh, it it that that scene had a, a very kind of violating quality to it. It did. It reminded me of The Exorcist. It reminded me of The Entity with Barbara Hershey. Uh, it's been years since I've seen that one. Yeah, and that's the movie where the this uh, poltergeist was haunting her house and uh, sexually assaulted her, pretty much. Yeah. And that's what it felt like, too. It's like, we didn't see any of that in this movie, but you kind of got the impression that was that's what was going on. This time, Arjun comes back and... I'm trying to think of the timeline here. Now we know that Lisa is possessed because he gets home and is she running around the mansion now? Well, she's having herself a snack was the first thing I remembered. It's, <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't take long before you realize that there's a real problem. She's found a raccoon or something, and I, it would have been nice if they established whatever creature that she's eating. But I think she just went up in the attic and took care of whatever was scratching around up there. You see this big <laughs> fluffy raccoon tail, and she's just devouring it. It reminded me – have you ever seen the movie Jennifer by uh, Ar- uh, Ar- Argento? Yes, I did, yes. Yeah, it reminded me of that when uh, the, the 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 pretty girl <laughs> messily devouring an animal alive. Right, that was off of Masters of Horror, I think. Yeah, it uh, was. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, this is that was another one of those weird scenes because Arjun does come home, he doesn't see Lisa in bed, and he walks around the mansion and sees her there gnawing on a raccoon carcass <laughs> on the at the bottom of the staircase and. Up to this point, we had no idea that vermin or any kind of animals could get into the house. <laughs> uh, she's, yeah, she's filling up on trash band. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't say, if you were hungry, there's naan in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, didn't you mention that it's like she could be part of some kind of new exterminator service? For you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, we had no end of... of uh, raccoon problems in our house and i was thinking let's just get lisa and release her into our <laughs> attic and she'll just devour the things i could save thousands of dollars on exterminator thing. why do we have to say her? it looks like she's doing a great job being possessed <laughs> <laughs> she's got a job now i know it's a, I, we need to figure out what to do about the lisa problem now that the <laughs> raccoons have been thwarted <laughs> that's true Arjun realizes something's deeply wrong with his wife <laughs> at this point. And uh, he doesn't he take or he calls the doctor, right? He calls uh well he I think Father Thomas and the doctor kind of converge at about the same time and we get this classic uh faith versus medicine argument. She needs antibiotics. No, she needs uh, exorcism. She needs ibuprofen. She needs the power of Jesus. And Arjun's so, looking at this like a tennis match. <laughs> <laughs> I just want whatever's in my wife out of my wife. Let's. Uh... <laughs> I, I think that's the impression I got too. That Arjun felt like, oh yeah, I want whatever's in my wife to get out of my wife. And he was an atheist. He didn't believe in any kind of, you know, religion at that point. So he was going to naturally go with the doctor on this one. But I, I did yeah. like the I did like the argument between both of them, even though it wasn't really too profound or 
philosophical that you know. No, and 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 I liked Father Tom. I like the Father Thomas character. It it you know um, the the priest character in a movie like this could easily fall into the tired archetype of of screaming uh, lunacy. Where why won't you people listen? But he his approach to this was kind of practical. Like, look, man. I mean, I, I know you don't want to hear it, but we got a serious <laughs> Satan problem in this house. Yeah, and I think they thought at the time she was just experiencing split personality or something was going on. Uh, so the, like is all. <laughs> they, they bring Lisa to the hospital. She's in there and Arjun visits her. And while Arjun's out of the room, she starts screaming and vibrating on the bed. And uh, the, the entity lifts her up off the bed and does this crazy backward arch for her. And uh, the doctor rushes in and says, get an injection. But doesn't really <laughs> specify what that injection is. Like, what, an injection of what, B12? <laughs> And they just bring this this syringe back loaded with whatever concoction in there and try to jam it into her veins. <laughs> it's a, well, there's some B12 in it, but it's mostly black tar hair on it. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they even got to inject her with anything. I, I, I guess it doesn't matter because the, the, the doctor rushes in there and they, they're trying to get all that stuff. And the, Lisa just tells everyone that the doctor has molested his patients while they slept or something yeah yeah it's a clip typical exorcist moment where the the entity that's inside her knows all your dirty secrets and she she lets something spill of of, of him being naughty in some kind of way i can't remember what his awful lascivious act is right so exposes him as some kind of pervert and he goes he just goes away at this point uh arjun steps out of the hospital at this point and uh after the possessed wife incident and into pretty much another music video of him looking at the trees, walking around, just thinking about times gone by. It's just, you know, and, and, it, <laughs> and it, this, this is about the moment when I'm knitting a noose. I'm doing a nice cable stitch noose for myself. You know, <laughs> although all this music video is going on. I think and, I actually uh, did get up and use the bathroom and fix a sandwich <laughs> at this point because you know I come back and of course he's still doing the same thing. Just walking around while this music is playing. So we realize that Arjun finally realizes he needs father Thomas and he goes and approaches Thomas about, uh, doing what he needs to do yes and he gets uh, you know and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit murky this movie just throws so much plot at you constantly i can't remember the exact timeline here but i believe arjun gets his next uh like kind of uh the, the next piece of exposition is that he needs to go and talk to this lady that used to live in the mansion right because we have uh, we we also have established that now that we have a countdown there's no, there's a time limit on this, uh, on this exorcism because the demon has told them that they have four days, and the demon's going to take the girl's spirit after the fourth day. So now we have a little more uh, urgency to getting yes. rid of this exor- this demon. It's and it was it was a heavy-handed way to to kind of give them a timeline. It was it reminded me of the unnecessary clock in a video game. Like, why is this timed? Like, why why do I have to beat all these guys in a certain amount of time? But yeah, I don't know why it was four days. They didn't give us any other clues. There was no solar eclipse. There was no full moon. It just I don't know why it was four days. Yeah, there was no after it was established four days. There's no real countdown. There was no. I mean, it. it, I knew they put. Put it in there to give it kind of a sense of urgency, but there was real no sense of urgency after that. 
Yeah, they never said day one, day two, you right. know, like like you'd expect. So and, yeah, uh, a lot of unexpected things happen. <laughs> I think uh, – I don't know if during this moment that we find that, you know, Arjun goes and realizes that he needs to go find this other woman who lived in the house for, you know, 30-plus years – yeah, because she she would she'll have some kind of uh, yeah they 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 hurl exposition at you they throw it at your head like <laughs> rotten grapefruit <laughs> take that I so, said I'm uh, smearing rotten grapefruit off my face they <laughs> they flash to the the lady that Arjun needs to talk to and we get a flashback and yes. this and, flashback oh my god it's just this this flashback turns out to be necessary to the plot but it was just it derailed the movie so bad. Like Arjun, long story short, Arjun goes and talks to this lady, and and she used to live in this place many years ago. And it was her and her two daughters, I believe, like big yeah. sister, little she, sister. She was young at the time, so it was like a, a, a like her older sister and uh, the the mother or the house house mother at least, the nanny, right, yeah, right, their grandmother, and, grandmother, I should say, yeah. And uh, all the men were off at war. The, the men were off at war fighting for independence from the British. Right. That was this is kind of the, the, the context of this backstory. Yeah, this is during a, a, an uprising in 1857 in India against the British colonials. So, uh, you know, you got these three ladies um, in the ma- mansion that we spent most of the movie in, in the past, and is a bit... Uh, it was a bit distracting for me because, like, I realized that okay, this you you realize real quick that the this is the lady in the painting in the study with the piano. This is her portrait, so now we get to see her. It's her right. backstory. And uh, but oh my god, it just I like I had I had to to fight to to pay attention to this because yeah. I wanted to get back to what's going on with Arjun and and Lisa's possessed lisa's possessed in the past we're gonna leave that for a minute and go to this other thing that 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 i didn't find nearly as interesting yeah i agree that that once we we got we got shifted back in the past and i didn't realize how long this flashback was going to be i thought it was just going to be a quick you know aside on what was kind of going on how it got there and i didn't realize it was going to be like it felt like about 20 minutes. Oh, God. It felt like a, a small movie shoehorned in the middle of this movie. It's it a ducking of a movie. This could have been easily been a prequel to 1920. Yeah. Called it, 1857. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> 1920, uh, colon, 1857. <laughs> Minus whatever. I'm terrible at math. But <laughs> you, you do the math. But... Um, the long story short of the backstory here is that you had these three ladies living in this house and this wounded soldier shows up just uh, like limping out of the woods. He had been out fighting the British and got wounded and they nursed him back to hell. Yeah, he's he's crying in anguish upstairs because that's where they take him. That's where we establish, oh, that's why the architect at the beginning heard this cries of anguish. That's why we heard Lisa you know, that's why we saw Lisa going upstairs when she heard the cries of anguish, because that's where the surgery or his health was being restored was up there. Um, yeah, they were yanking a musket ball out of his soft tissue, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so we realized that, you know, this isn't Lisa, of course. This is Gayatra, who is the older of the daughters in this movie, because uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, what was uh, I was trying to think uh, that that wasn't the same actress who was playing Lisa, though, right? It was not. No, it's somebody okay. else. The uh, Hindu soldier, he was 
you know, good looking as well, but obviously wearing a wig. Yeah, <laughs> a curly wig. Yeah, it looked like a party city wig. <laughs> and it would change pretty much in every scene. It would be uh, dry or wet or <laughs> hanging awkwardly off of his head. <laughs> well, it, 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 we quickly learn that he is a traitor. They they find some uh, some evidence that uh, I think the, the the matriarch of the household at the time finds uh, some evidence that he's uh, a a traitor. He's, he sold out the Indian government for the, to the British, and then she's we cut away and we know that something bad has happened to her. She's she yeah. goes. She goes invisible. <laughs> so, yeah, it was established that there's a, a messenger came to the door, said that the, a company had been wiped out of uh, uh, Indian soldiers and by the British. And it was like a total slaughter. And uh, it was attributed that, that this traitor was the one that sold out his company for some kind of favor with the British. Yeah. And the uh, the, the two girls uh, realize this pretty quick. They find the body of, of the the old lady and uh, big sister tells little sister, you got to take this evidence. They they find some magical evidence of like, this guy walks around with his evidence of his treason in written form. <laughs> yeah, you think you just like after you read it, you just kind of crunch it up and shove it in your mouth and eat it after. <laughs> or burn it or <laughs> burn something. It or something. The youngest girl goes running off with the letter to go to the authorities while the older girl stays back to seduce uh, the traitor and to keep him there at the house because they need to keep him in, in that spot so that he can be brought to justice with right. the people that are on their way back. Oh, you know what? And it backfired on her too because uh, apparently the, they rejected her from that. She was like, she had to leave the house. She was no longer part of that society because she had relations with this traitor. It's like you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the welcome she got. Yeah, and she, so they. Yeah. And another thing that made me laugh is they hang him right there in the living room from the rafters. It's like take him out. There's a perfectly good hanging tree outside. <laughs> I, you're gonna fuck up my floors. I've been waxing these floors always. You know how hard it is to wax these floors. It's fucking 1857. <laughs> you know we don't have machines to do this. No, I've got a like. It takes a lot of elbow grease, and it's gonna. <laughs> so they hang, they hang this guy, this traitor, and he. Well, this turns out to be the demon entity in the house. So this is where it kind of gets confusing, too, because is it a is it him or is it the devil? They that's that is confusing because they 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 speak about him as if he is the devil. They say words like demon and Satan and that kind of thing. But it's it, it it's the dude. It's the traitor dude turns out to be the malevolent spirit that's infested the house. As he's getting hung, he swears that he will never leave this house in spirit. I will always be here in spirit. Yeah. And then the, just the entire time, the, everyone just addresses him as a demon or something. I guess, you know, I. If you make some kind of oath like that uh, right before you die, then you'd become some kind of unearthly, horrific, hellish beast monster. That's allowed to possess people. It seems like you're skipping some steps. It's, it seems like there's some demons with more seniority that should do that job. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a couple down in hell going, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. I spent all those weekends putting in overtime, and then this asshole just gets hung. He's a traitor, too. <laughs> oh, so we flash back again to present day, 1920. and just, just mercifully, we get back to Arjun and possess Lisa and Father Thomas. Right, and Father Thomas does not have the sanction of the church 
because of all the things. So he just goes and does this on his own, as is per the usual plot points of an exorcist film, right? Yes, you see, he does not get the backing of the church, so <laughs> much like, you know, Bill O'Reilly in that classic meltdown that he had. He's like, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it, I'll do it live. <laughs> Bring me my vestments, we're doing this. <laughs> and that's what he pretty much does. And so they, he and Arjun, and I think Belmont kind of hangs in the back. We we learned that Belmont, or Belmont's in. Belmont <laughs> is taking is taking money from the financier to keep quiet about all the deaths in the house and yeah, just a unnecessary plot. Like yeah. I, no, it it they they it, this thing is bloated with with plot. Right, and he 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 tells he tells Arjun that, and it doesn't really make any impact on the story. Arjun kind of blows it off, anyways. <laughs> and we You're like, why are you telling me this shit? I don't care. You're telling me this now. I okay, whatever. And I've got more pressing issues. <laughs> I'll get to you. You're fired after we get this this demon out of my betrothed. So they try to they try to tie Lisa to the bed so they can start this exorcism. But I, I'm watching them tie her with silk scarves. So lightly. <laughs> it's, it's like they, they don't even time in the knot. You know what they reminded me of? They remind me of the abracadabra things that magicians pull out of their sleeves. <laughs> like this. Yes. Speed. <laughs> colorful ribbons. And she, of course, she gets free immediately. And, and, and I was laughing so hard. She scampers down the hallway, <laughs> all possessed and bug-eyed. She looks like she's tripping nuts. She yeah. looks like she's just candy flipping or something. Like, you know, <laughs> she's not possessed. She's just on a, she just ate the whole bag of mushrooms. I said, have a cap, <laughs> a cap, you know. And it, it's hilarious. She scampers down the hallway, all cackling and evil. And she's just adorable. She's not scary at yeah, all. She's adorable <laughs> evil. That's what it is. Yeah, she's just too too cute to be evil and uh, the three dudes just watch her go yeah. just stand there <laughs> these, these hapless idiots just watch her leave they watch her run down the hallway and then they decide to chase her separately <laughs> let's split up that let's split like up good. but we just saw her run this way well let's split up anyways so <laughs> the mansion is just a Byzantine labyrinth. We'll never find her. We need to split up. That's another thing. We don't see much of this mansion. It's huge on the outside, but we only see the inside. Uh, there are only a couple of scenes inside within a specific, like the bedroom, the staircase, and the hallway. Seemed like a bastard delight. Yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> there was a... Uh, so I think Belwant, our intrepid caretaker, goes off in search of Lisa and... Buys the farm. Buys the farm, and uh, we cry, and we mourn his loss. He was uh, an integral character to this film. <laughs> yes, he was very important as this lower... <laughs> he lived his life in a lower caste, and that's where he died. He, <laughs> he, he was born a housekeeper, and he died one. And how did he die, exactly? It happened off camera. I think oh. he twisted him around like a pretzel or something. He, he seemed all uh, rictusy and... and bent back on okay. himself i recall right uh so that happens so belmont is out <laughs> of the picture and then we see the father thomas searching for and uh several ghostly things happen like his vestments get ripped off his shoulder or he comes up to a mirror and he's waving at it but he sees the back of his own head the mirror is facing the wrong way in a way yeah like, it looked a little bit bad. It looked real green screeny. Yeah, but we, we got the idea. There was some otherworldly shit happening, and I, I think Lisa or the demon or he gets grabbed and pulled into this dark room. 
and he gets uh, Arjun meets up with him, and the guy is run through with a, 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 a yet another unestablished weapon. I'm realizing that, like, it always annoys me in horror movies and movies in general when they over-establish the weapon that's going to kill somebody later. Like, look at the turkey baster. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> but I, I, they should have showed somebody poking the fire with the fire poker that ended up getting shoved into father thomas's chest <laughs> and out the back and another hilarious un, you know inadvertently hilarious part of the movie arjun's like you know he's like no my son don't pull it out it'll I'll, <laughs> I'll literally be a blood fountain just leave it in like okay and arjun hands him his vestments like here's your uh purple robe that should i don't know i'm i'm out and it just <laughs> takes off and leaves father thomas to choke on his own viscera <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful heartwarming moment and uh I've, i i was i was uh visually taken by it uh, i think I was yeah just father thomas oddly <laughs> i thought father thomas was certainly a goner being run through with a, a poker like that but <laughs> he seemed to be still kicking very well yeah he just he just needed to take a knee <laughs> just get a couple of breaths in and join me in the uh, bedroom later <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to pray away this sucking chest wound. Uh, uh, so obviously, the the Catholic faith has done nothing for the exorcism here, <laughs> and Arjun chases Lisa around. Lisa and him have a fight, and it's a brutal, pretty bu- brutal fucking fight, to tell you the truth. Yeah, like they, um, he's he's doing war with her. She put she. Uh, <laughs> we learn that she's got telekinetic abilities that we haven't seen before. She just holds her hand out and a butter and some kind of cheese knife just kind of flies across the room and she grabs it and cuts her own wrist a bunch of times and then well yeah that was I say she the 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 guy that's possessed to her yeah is, the entity is. Telling- yeah, yeah, and I thought that was a pretty brutal part to tell you, just because the sound effect they had of her just hitting her yeah. wrist with this knife, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, that was and pretty could, intense." And you know, to give him credit, you you actually could kind of feel for Arjun in that moment, like, "Oh my God, this this Lisa's hurting herself, but it's not really Lisa, and he's carving up my my wife right in front of me, and she uh, stabs him and stabs herself somewhere in the belly or yeah. something." It was, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, and she just kind of drifts around, laughing it off, and ha ha ha. And then you know she's throwing Arjun around like some kind of rag doll, and he against walls and across the floor, and he's lying there on the floor and just barely conscious. And she starts climbing up the walls by herself and mocking him and taunting him and saying, oh, "I'm taking her with me. You're too late. Where's your love now?" Yeah, and, dead by dawn. Oh, dead by dawn. <laughs> And Arjun, during this moment, starts having flashbacks of. There's a flash. There's an early part of the film where he goes back to the temple where he used to pray to the his Hindu god, and you see him kind of like stepping up onto the altar, like he was going to step into the altar to worship. But we don't. The only thing we see is him stepping back, and then the, that scene cuts. So we go back to that scene yet again with he with this part while he's lying on the floor and he's remembering him stepping up onto the 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 altar and you see him step back but instead of him leaving as we thought he did during the cutscene he gets down on his knees and starts praying to the the yeah it was, it was a, a it's conflict of faith I I guess that's kind of how I took it that he's oh, having, yeah. you know like a lapse of faith and then it, we realized that the little mantra that he was saying in the beginning of the movie had significance and he starts babbling that same <laughs> babbling's probably disrespectful <laughs> but he he he's, he starts reciting this 
whatever incantation prayer yeah, whatever like, you a, like the lord's prayer like you said at the beginning it's what yeah it, yeah it's it seems like that it was uh I, I, you know i'd like to be able to to kind of get a transcription of that because some of the the words were pretty interesting that he was saying they, yeah they, and i thought this was real, a really cool part of the film to me and uh, i did get some kind of goose a little bit of goosebumps during it because he's you know, she's slamming the shit out of him. She's like, you know, he's not just saying these words and she's screaming. He's like, this is a physical altercation he's having with her. Yeah, he he actually uh, kind of tackles her. He gets her in a bear hug and he's he's quoting these the, this incantation in her ear and she's levitating him around and smashing him into walls. It was it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like this uh, this Hindu exorcism. I guess I was calling yeah. it at the end because. Yeah. Uh, where the Catholic faith had failed, his his faith uh, restored again uh, was defeating the demon. Yeah, it was this, and you realize, like, oh my God, this. Oh, it, it and it was wild for me because I remember going into it like, I wonder if the the and I, you know, there, there's two movies in a row that we're going to review. Both have 1920. Both are Indian, as as we talked about. So it's like, you know, I was like, I was thinking this is going to have something to do with the theme of colonization. It's going to. I wonder if the uh, exorcism and the possession has something to do with, you know, kind of an allegory for these invaders, these colonizers, and that that kind of was a theme in this. Like yeah. that came up a couple times. Yeah, it was. A, that was a, a great theme throughout the 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 film was the colonization and the the I mean I they, I don't think they went too much into the atrocities that the British committed but they kind of alluded to some of them um there was also a you know the religious cuz we're basically at the end here uh, Arjun uh, defeats the spirit Lisa returns to him and uh, she vomits up the entity it's in this and uh, barfs up blue confetti yeah yeah. yeah, so this blue confetti weird monster or the demon or the traitor, whatever you want to call him, comes out and you see him, this cheesy graphic effect of him, like that, and, he ex- <laughs> he exploded. and he explodes into a, a blue a, a blue confetti cloud that left a great p- scent of pine in the background, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the, yeah. Anytime you void your bowels and or <laughs> this demon, I guess you get a... a some potpourri or something <laughs> and that that's pretty much how the movie ends uh, i think it does a couple of exit scenes where the it obviously shows them as having a, a better life and you know being happily married and living along we we end on them taking the painting of the the lady gaiacha um, yeah gaiacha um and they're taking this painting and they're putting it on a cart and wheeling it away and uh carrie brought this up it was funny she was they show a real close-up of it and she said that's not a painting they just ran the photoshop filter over (laughs) a photo over a photo (laughs) and we'd never know that if they hadn't gotten the camera real close (laughs) i I didn't even know that at all i didn't notice that i have to go back and check out that scene but yeah i'd imagine that's probably what happened yeah, it's one of the it's one of the many annoying things that graphic designers look for. Don't ever watch a, a movie with a graphic designer or your video like film friends. They'll drive you crazy. That was a terrible cut, and oh, I hate that font. Like, shut up, shut up. You know, th- there were there were some themes and some ideas in this that were a lot more ambitious than than I gave the film credit for before I got into it. You know, it was yeah. it was it wasn't um, you know it it it, it, it was more lofty than I thought it would be. I went into it thinking that it was just going to be a bad 
Exorcist ripoff, but there was more to it than that. Yeah, there was a lot more to it. And uh, I, you know, at the end of 13 Cameras and at the end of 13 Demons, we have our recommendations on if we should, you know, anyone should see this. I I'm, I enjoyed seeing it. I don't know. I don't know many people that I could, um, in good faith, kind of recommend it to because I, I I would get annoyed hearing them be like, "Why'd you tell me to watch that thing?" But I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. It's, I think it's it's one of the better movies that we've watched so far. Granted, this is only the third one, but it was you know I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was well made, and they they had some great ideas. There there was some bloated overhandedness with the plot, and some a lot of exposition, some a lot of padding that could have been trimmed. But overall, it could've, they could have taken a cleaver to it in the editing room and yeah. cut out. They could have easily cut twenty minutes out of this thing, and it would would have been a, a little bit better. But you know, I think that American audiences are have a real short attention span in a way. Yeah, and I think that's how I was at, I, that's how I was going into this. I was like, am I going to have the attention span to pay attention the attention span to pay attention to uh <laughs> am I going to have the attention span to get through this movie and I found like I said at the beginning of the episode here uh, an hour in I was like I could keep going and watching this. But yeah. you know, at the time I was like I had other stuff I needed to do, so um, but I quickly came back to it the the next day. That's like the first thing I did once I got home from work. I was like, oh, I'm going to finish this movie. And yeah, yeah, the backstory I felt was a little bit of a of a distraction. I, I thought that the movie uh, lost a bit of momentum in, in there. And and you know, like we mentioned, that the song and dance numbers. Yeah. I, I think that Indian uh, directors and are, are just compelled again beyond their will to to have song and dance numbers. I yeah. don't. You can avoid it. It's like <laughs> it's like cultural Tourette's or something. Like I gotta sing it. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's it for nineteen twenty. And our next film is nineteen twenty London. Nineteen twenty London. Yeah, and I haven't researched this, but something tells me that the success because this was actually a, a pretty successful movie. Nineteen twenty spawned a sequel. It was within its demographic. It was pretty well received i found out 1920 london is uh, <laughs> uh this okay 1920 is kind of the uh rip off of the exorcist 1920 london seems like a rip off of evil dead so <laughs> oh okay cool i will be uh, anxious to see 1920 london and there's also another installment called 1920 evil returns which was released right. in 2016 so it seems the mixed like... reviews. Uh, the, the reviews were a little bit more mixed than 1920, from what I what I've heard. Ah, okay. I, I'm I'm looking on I'm looking on YouTube here, and there's a movie called 1921, <laughs> and it's a it, it's an Indian film. Something tells me the entire decade of the 20s was pretty well established in in these movies. I think that that something tells me that the success of one kind of leads to another. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I guess that's it for now. Uh, did you have anything you want to plug? Um, check out uh, my online comic. I'm a cartoonist. Uh, I do a comic book with my brother called The H Boys. It's uh, www.hboyz.com. Yeah, and check out uh, Cinematic Suffering on Twitter. It, it is cinematic. Is it's at Cinematic Suffer because we couldn't get the ring part. <laughs> the it, was, it was too long, I guess. So it's Cinematic Suffer uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, of course, SoundCloud, and uh, I am going to get these onto iTunes and other platforms as well, so people can have better and bigger access to these things instead Excellent. of having going straight to SoundCloud because I know it can be annoying for some people to go there. Eh, the link is kind of long, and but um, yeah, onward and upward. 
Onward and upward. Okay, so uh, next week will be 1920 London. I can't wait to see this. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going <laughs> to. We All the things we were worried about are going to be realized with this movie. It was just <laughs> this is a distraction to get to the <laughs> to get to the oh, meat and potatoes. <laughs> okay, well, that is it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Cinematic Suffering. Thanks to all the new likes on Facebook. And uh, I'm Jason. I'm Clay. And we'll talk to you next week. See y'all. Bye.